Welcome to episode 45 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC animated universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I am Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And this is our last episode for Batman the animated series. This is our last ever episode of Tim Talk. Last ever. We're done at this point. We, we're going we to abandon our... our we talked about my retirement last week. <laughs> it hit Chris a little too hard. No, I just can't do it. I just can't. I'm so depressed. We're going to be ending. We're, we're going to forgo our mission to do all the episodes of yeah, all the we've shows. We've been lying to you for 44 episodes. We've been lying to your face. All, all 40 of our listeners are going to be so disappointed when we stop now. But we're not. We're not actually stopping. No, no. We are. We are going to continue. But uh, yeah, this is this is the end of the animated series. We have then uh, Sub Zero, and then we're on to Superman. So which it, is crazy. I know it is exciting times, but like sad times. Yeah, it's very sad times as well. Um, we don't really have any Batman related news because we're recording this the Monday before Comic Con. So whatever news is out there has yet to be released because that's all coming this weekend. So we have other r- random things. I you, you a Whovian at all? Not particularly, but okay. I saw the news yeah, and we, all of the weird backlash that's going on. Well, of course it is. But yes, we have our first female doctor, which <gasps> I am very excited about. I haven't watched the latest season because I have no idea where the fuck to watch it because the BBC the makes things difficult. Hmm? The Capaldi season? Yeah, I've watched but I've watched two of the three Capaldi seasons. I haven't watched the newest one. I didn't realize one. he was on for three seasons. Yeah. No, but it's awesome. So it's Jodie Whittaker, and I, I only recognized her from the first episode i think it is of black mirror she's like the wife i don't know if you've seen the uh i don't know if i've seen the very first episode okay yeah no she's good and i'm i'm just super excited about this because like i want them to do this yeah and we obviously have very very dedicated friends who yeah we we learn a lot of what's happening through them yes this is true yeah shout uh, out to matt acevedo and lauren bancroft yep who are the the real whovians the the truest of whovians oh fuck i wonder if we're gonna do i helped them do their their doctor who show Oh, there's, there's a couple episodes out. Yeah, I helped them make that, and I should check out, check with them. Like, hey, we do another one soon because we had some news. I don't yeah, know. you should. Yeah, because they did um, the one with Mothership Nerdist, not Mothership. Sorry, uh, 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 Matt did. Uh, Lauren was on one episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, but no, I mean that's that's super exciting. I'm excited about. It. Unsurprisingly, there are trolls on the internet who aren't, but fuck them. They're misogynists, and we don't care about them. Yeah. So, and then the only other bit of news I have, we have some Disney news coming up here. But the, <gasps> do we? I know you have more because you are a reporter on site. But uh, they finally cast the Aladdin movie. Yeah. Which? Uh, so, who is Aladdin? Because so, I saw the name and it didn't ring any bells. Mana Masoud. Masoud. I looked him up. I haven't seen anything that he's been in. But I was smart and left the page open so I can list Aha. it anyways. Uh, so he's going to be in the new Jack Ryan TV show, which isn't even out yet. Cool. Um, but other than that, it's like some TV stuff. Poser, the 99, Open Heart, Saving Hope. I don't know. Nothing I've seen him before. But, you know, nope. he, he looks apart and Disney does a pretty good job with casting. But you do know who is Jasmine. The Pink Ranger. Naomi Scott. Naomi Scott. The new Pink Ranger. Which is so weird because I feel like I watched her on her first role. She started as a Disney star. I don't know oh, if you know that. Oh, I didn't know that, no. Uh, there was a movie called Lemonade Mouth. Um, I don't even, even want to know. It, <laughs> it, it has a, a pretty good soundtrack. Because okay. it's, it's them trying to by read... By what standard? By my standard, Chris. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, it was them still... Because, you know, like the, there was obviously the hype of High School Musical and them trying to recapture that explosion... And so it was like, there was that, and then there was Camp Rock that was kind of there. 
Uh, and then there was not going to talk about jump yeah, in. We, yeah, okay, weird. yeah, we don't need to get into all of that. <laughs> it, at some point, <laughs> me and Taylor are still going to start our decom decast. Oh, I know. We do need to do that. Yeah, it'll be a spinoff of this at some point. Right. Not really a spinoff because I won't be there, but I'll be there. Yeah, you'll be you only there. You need one person for a spinoff. Yeah, it's, well, that's true. It's very Look true. at Joey. Uh, but you were at D23. I was. So, if you can't tell from my fake energy, I'm exhausted right now. Yeah, I bet. I bet you are. But, like, what... Because you were at the animation panel. I know you were texting me. There was some pretty awesome shit. Oh, so. man. That... So, first off, the security is, like, top-notch. I haven't been in Hall H for a while. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure they do the same thing there. If not, they're definitely going to start this year. Yeah. So, for the general public, I was lucky enough to have a press pass because... I have friends in high places, and I thank them every day for what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, for the the general public, they had uh, white plastic bags, opaque plastic bags. You had to seal your phone in before you could go in. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And even in the press section, they said you can have your computer out, your phone's out, but you can't take a picture. Mm-hmm. That is completely illegal. Yeah. Not, illegal, not allowed. Yeah. Um, Prohibited. That's the word. Prohibitado. Uh, Prohibitado. What's that from? It's from Fired Up. You're right. Prohibitado. Yeah. All right. Mm. I'm so mad at myself. Yeah, you should be. I'm mad at you. But continue with your story. I'm in Disneyland right now. Um, So right when the panel starts, John Lasseter, being the amazing person that he is, uh, comes out with a fucking t-shirt cannon. Because how else do you start a big panel? Um, it's the best way possible. Yeah. And a guy directly in front of us pulls his phone out and takes a picture. Uh, and I can see we're kind of right at the aisle. Mm-hmm. So I see security stare him down and they kind of look and they do like fake army signs to each other of like this guy. And it's like another security guard comes, kind of runs in, runs in front of us, like hits the guy on the shoulders like you need to leave now. Do, do they black bag him? Do they like put a black oh, bag I, with, with Mickey ears it on it would over not his have head surprised and, like me drag him all. out of there? Because they like, got him out immediately. <laughs> and I'm like, poor guy. Oh my god. And they they definitely teased you in that panel. Like they tried <laughs> to get you to pull your phone out. Because mm-hmm. they uh so for the announcements, there's a weird airplane movie that's coming out, which okay. no one is Don't talking care. about because no one cares. Yeah. Um The Wreck It Ralph 2 Tra- uh, not trailer, but we got two clips. Oh, right. Because um, it, like, re- it reunites like all the Disney princesses, oh, right? My, that might have been the most magical moment of my life, Chris. Yeah, because they all came on stage, too, uh, I think? All of them, except the original three princesses, because I don't think they're actresses are alive anymore. They're um, probably dead, yeah. But yeah, we had um, Ariel, Belle. I'm going to try this in order. In order. Oh, okay. Ariel, Belle, Jasmine... Pocahontas, not Mulan, because uh, I assume she's off filming Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever right now. Ideally, she's in Infinity War. Who knows? Who else was there? Tiana, Rapunzel. Mandy Moore is tall, from what I learned. Oh, yeah. She's like a head taller than everyone else. Okay. This is very important to me, Chris. <laughs> and I'm sure our listeners deeply care about this. No, that's fine. Let's cut out anything I don't want. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, I have the power. And then they had, you know... Um, Moana and um, Anna. Okay. So they were all there, and then we got to see the trailer. And it's very much a self-parody, which is cool, because it's and kind of a nice... point of Wreck-It Ralph. Like, it is self-parody. Yeah. Well, it's not self-parody. It's parody. This was definitely self-parody. Well, but self-parody implies lack of self-awareness. Like, Die Another Day is a self-parody of a James Bond movie. But it's not, like... 
a self-aware spoof, which I feel like is different. No, this is definitely self-aware. Yeah. So I think it's like different. At least by my definition, self-parody does not include self-awareness. Okay. But I'm probably wrong. Who knows? But it's a great scene, and I'm very excited for that movie. As well as Incredibles 2. Yes, we got Incredible. Yeah. We didn't get a trailer, which kind of bugged me. And you and I were just talking, I don't know if it was on the podcast or when we talk in real life, but we were just we talking about... We don't talk in real we, life. No, never. We were just talking about whether, based on like that first teaser poster with the drill like shown right on the cover, if it was going to be set right after mm-hmm. Incredibles 1, and we got a confirmation that, yes, it takes place like right as that yeah. moment happens. Uh, so they said kind of the B storyline of this movie is the family still doesn't know that Jack-Jax has powers. Because he only showed it to Syndrome and oh, the babysitter. Yeah. So it's them trying to figure out what is going on. Oh, that's cool. Um, and surprising, surprise, he has every power. Well, yeah, I mean, we saw that in the end of the first movie, too. Yeah. That's well, awesome. I thought it was just he could transform himself was his power. But in this, we, we saw a short clip, which is very cute, of um, Jack-Jack's fighting a raccoon. <laughs> Uh, and he can phase through solid objects. He has laser vision. Um, he he has every single power. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it's like I kind of related it to Golden Compass. I don't know why that's the first place my mind went. Where if you remember, I you never don't... saw the Golden Compass. So, do you know kind of what it's about? I mean, this is something about like animal. So yeah, companions to humans. Your soul is on and... the outside of your body, and it takes the form of an animal. Oh, and until you, uh, until you kind of learn who you are, your animal can change shape. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's kind of how I imagine the powers in Incredibles. It's like you grow into what your power will be set. Oh, as. that's an interesting theory. But no, I mean, it sounds like it was awesome. Though. It was. So hopefully, when we come back next week, we'll have actual news from Comic Con. Yeah. Batman related, maybe. No, it's more Disney. No, probably not. This is now the Disney podcast I've taken over. Oh, God. It was bound to happen eventually. But we do actually have things to talk about in regards to Batman. And Disney. And and Disney, (laughs) coincidentally. Yes. uh, Surprisingly apropos, that long Disney conversation. Because Deep Freeze, we basically get the Bruce Timm version of evil Walt Disney. Which I think is such a fascinating concept that I'm surprised hasn't been talked about more yeah of like I'm how almost surprised they got away with it yeah and it's how would f- like celebrities of our world handle being in this, a superhero world. This, yeah this heightened comic book kind of world mm-hmm. yeah because we this is our first time revisiting free since heart of ice actually like it's been right. it's probably the longest gap between villain like between villain appearances i would think mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he gets busted out of, was it Arkham or Blackgate? Arkham. Arkham. Um, by a, a robot again. Very Fleischer opening. Yeah. Very Fleischer. They grab him, they take him off and it's like, you can tell the freeze has no idea what's going on. He's afraid as he's getting captured. Um, and the ballerina broke. I know. Chris, his little Nora ballerina. so sad. I know. I know but I, I did love it though. Cause as Batman and Robin are watching the footage, Robin gets another opportunity for a great line where he's like, Oh, that's like the most original Arkham breakout we've had this year. <laughs> It's constantly happening, but they need to figure out uh, where this robot came from. So, of course, who they're going to go to? But good old Rossum, good old Carl Rossum, and who's there to meet them, Chris? Robot Batmite. Batmite. Yeah, weird. But I liked that little inclusion. Did you see who else was like the, the little robots they had in the background when they uh, went to his office? I saw uh, 
Crypto was back there. Crypto right? was back there, and then uh, two other people that Mr. I missed. Mr. Mixius Pitlick was okay. back there. Is it Streaky the cat? Is the Flash? I think cat? so. Yeah, I think he was in there as well. Um, but they figure out that the the robot that took Freeze was a advanced version of M9, which is a prototype robot that Rossum built for Grant Walker, aka our Evil Walt, Walt Disney. Disney proxy. Did you hear what he called himself? A visioneer. A fucking. <laughs> They didn't hide this at all. No. This was Walt Disney. No, I mean, there was and no was beating the around Disney the bush. Land. Like, I mean, he even had, like, Walt's kind of signature mustache going on and a haircut. Like, yeah. it, there was no... This I was, loved this. Like, <laughs> like how the last episode, it was Roseanne, this is Walt Disney. Yeah. And so they, they go out to um, his... his like it's kind of uh, a Oceanica. Oceana. Oceana, which is basically Epcot. Yeah, it kind of reminded me too of uh Stromberg's Atlantis from The Spy Who Loved Me. There's there's kind of a James Bondish element going on here. Mm-hmm. Or at least I'd be the person who would see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that sounds about right. Yeah. I know you don't know anything about James <laughs> Bond. You have to trust me. You'll take my I, word I do for trust it. you. I very much trust yeah, you. Yeah, very, very in line with Spy Who Loved Me. Um so Batman and Robin go out there to investigate. And I love that when they, they see, when, what does he call him, Walt? When Walt sees them yeah, approaching, he's like, oh, just deal with, like, use our usual deterrence, which is torpedoes, like sharp. Shark torpedoes. Shark torpedoes. That's their usual deterrent? Yeah. For, like, every random boat that comes near them? For all of the fans that are trying to sneak into the theme park. Just take them out. Yeah. Have you ever tried to sneak into Disneyland? They don't take, they take that very seriously. Yeah, well, they take everything very seriously. They have to. It's true. Uh, but, yeah, so we, we find out, though, that the whole plot here is that it's basically just a, a twist off of the, the urban legend about Walt Disney being cryogenically frozen. Yeah, but taken to an extreme. Yeah, because that's what evil Walt wants to do. He's just like, he wants Freeze to recreate the accident that created him mm-hmm. so that Walt can live forever. Right. Because he's a madman. Yeah, so in exchange for... And Freeze gives a very nice monologue, mm-hmm. which I loved. I wish I wrote the whole thing down, but it was basically like, I'm I'm in, you know, my... I'm, I can't experience the outside world. I can see everything, but I can't touch it. This is a curse. Yeah. I'd trade a thousand of my days for one, for your worst day. Yeah. Um, and that was... I mean, it's an interesting comparison because Freeze, that was an accident for him. He didn't mm-hmm. ask for this. Whereas uh, Evil Disney, he just wants to live forever. He, yeah. Like, he wants to see where, how much further he can advance the world, which, again, is exactly what Disney wanted to do. Exactly, yeah. And, and his motivation for getting Freeze to go in line with him is that he has Nora. Yeah. And he's kind of threatening her, but also, like, I will give her back to you. Like, I have the capability to actually save her. Mm-hmm. Which, maybe he does. I don't know. He probably doesn't. Probably doesn't, but Probably no one, no one really knows what's happening right now. No, but it's, it's fine though because uh, not only does he want to advance the world, but he wants to do it on his terms, and to do that, he has to also freeze the entire world first, which is kind of an interesting idea because he 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 just wanted to freeze Gotham. Uh, his, this was his way of ridding crime, which is another one of the interesting kind of villains who's a villain for. a a decent motive. Wait, was he just trying to freeze Gotham? Or was he trying to freeze everything? For now, the plan was he was going to freeze Gotham for five years and start up his own society with no crime and no fighting. Oh, so okay. So then once Gotham thawed, 
they would see that this was a better way to live and they would get rid of their own crime. Okay, I guess I my brain just went to uh, now this time Roger Moore's Moonraker where Drax wanted to just like wipe out the planet and repopulate it with his own people, which that was kind of going on here too. Like he had his special class of like people that he was going to keep around. Yeah. To repopulate. This is very much Disney meets 1984. Disney as big brother. Yeah. Disney as big brother. And kind of already also is, as a Bond villain. That's just my life. Yeah, exactly. I okay. sit here wearing a Disneyland hat. Yeah. Well, you always have a Disneyland hat on. That's very true. Yeah. It's your signature to look. It is. So yeah. And, um, Oh, and then Batman and Robin get there, and they're gonna try and they try and stop Freeze. They're like, "Don't do this." They guilt him into being a good guy. Yeah, because he is kind of a good guy. Of he doesn't sorts. want. He's we. I don't think we can say he's not a bad guy. Yeah, he's not motivated by the typical bad guy means. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he initially being a bad guy doesn't mean you have to be a bad guy, Chris. Oh, look, you brought it back around. Yeah, I, reckon, oh. I love that quote. So, yeah, so he, he freezes Batman and Robin, but then they convince him that he should help, and so he frees them. Yeah. He, he ba- they, the, his basic argument is you wouldn't want Nora to come back to a world that's frozen over. That's true. Um, because you will, you will find yourself even more lonely when she leaves you for what you've done. Yeah. Which is kind of like a big burn it really Batman. is it's like but that's also, a super low blow so he's right a little bit yeah we assume maybe nora's also like a total asshole we don't know well um i don't know if you ever read the new 52 line from mr freeze but it's a different no. kind of story um i was that when he like he's obsessed with her yeah it's, so nora not... isn't his wife she's the first cryogenically frozen human that's right yeah which that uh, totally ruins everything yeah. that makes freeze compelling Absolutely. I mean, they even made you feel kind of sympathetic to the fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger version just because they, you know, completely lifted his story arc. <laughs> but that movie is gold. Yeah. I was actually just talking to someone so about it So many good it's, puns. It's, 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 a, it's a good, bad movie. It's fun to watch. It is. It's terrible. But it's, it's the fun. worst. It's, it's also the worst. But yeah, so at this point, uh, Disney has gone through the procedure. He's in the suit. Mm-hmm. And Disney he's, freeze. he's super excited about it. So I think it's so funny because so Freeze turns on him, right? And like mm-hmm. Freeze uses his own Freeze gun against Disney in the cryo suit thing. Why the fuck did Disney give him a Freeze gun to start with? Because he rebuilds the suit from scratch so that Freeze has his suit to walk around in. Why would he also give him the Freeze gun? Like that just probably seems... didn't expect him to turn on him. Yeah, I guess maybe he's just that arrogant. Because like, oh, that, absolutely, that seems like a bad arrogant. idea. Like you're still dealing with a villain of sorts, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't know much about this guy. Well, I think he's under the impression that, like, he will do whatever he can for Nora. I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. Which is true. Batman just twisted what he wanted to do for Nora. Yeah. Because then they, they somehow blow up the core, or they, they sabotage the freeze cannons, yeah. the whole thing so we have, explodes. Uh, we have another robot design that's super awesome and oh. fully underutilized. Yeah, it's it kind of looks like a butt plug with a propeller on the top of it. What? <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about the ones on the machines? No, like the, like, like the triangular one. It's like a triangular with like a little stem up at the top and the propeller floating around. It had arms on it, too, right? I don't know what you saw, <laughs> but I didn't see that. I saw a very Fleischer-inspired robot. <laughs> Most people probably didn't see that. This one looked more retro-futuristic. I mean, it is retro-futuristic. In my eyes. It is retro-futuristic. Not a retro-futuristic 
butt plug. It was a butt plug with robotic arms and a prop on the top of it. I'm I'm sure. <laughs> That's not how I would draw it if I was explaining it to someone. <laughs> That's probably for the best. Um But but yeah, it's it's a very underutilized robot because they they kind of capture freeze for half a second. And then he gets out, and then they capture Batman for another half second, and then Batman just knocks him out. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, they Mr. Freeze freezes Evil Disney um, in kind of like a very like, dark, like when you see where he's going, it's very dark. It is, actually. It's really dark, yeah. Because he's basically immortal, but now he's frozen. Just He's in frozen, a block of ice. yeah, in a block of ice, and he can see. Yeah, like, he's still conscious in there. Yeah, there's clearance between. Um, yeah, I mean, like he's not frozen behind the glass. Yeah, yeah, he's still inside his suit. I don't know why I'm going into such detail explaining this, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then Mister Freeze kind of overrides the core or whatever and freezes the whole island, gives everyone like a 30 second head start, which is nice of him. It's yeah, he does tell all the passengers like, hey. This place is going under. He's being a good sport. You have to leave immediately because the explosion has already started. Yeah. Get and what f- kind of bugged me... Get the fuck out. Yeah. What bugged me about the next scene is Batman has seen that Nora is still alive, yet he tries nothing to save her. He knows That's true. Yeah, they how don't, much Freeze cares. Yeah. They don't really do anything to try and save her, do they? Yeah. Because all he cares about is getting Freeze out. Because I think that's where his conscience is. It's like, I have to save you. But I don't know what's, I don't understand what's, or I forgot what's causing the pain. So Freeze kind of turns around. He's like, I have to save Nora. Batman, like, uh, lassos him. He's like, no, we have to leave. She's dead. You just leave her. Like, you just saw her. You saw her not dead. Yeah, she's right there. Yeah. Go back for her. Uh, so Freeze breaks out. Freeze is Robin. He's like, you can choose me or your boy. Uh, and so obviously he's going to save Robin. Yeah, take the boy and go. Um, and then it ends on a very sad, another sad ending for Freeze because Freeze can't ever cut a break. No, he can't. Uh, so it's you see him not wearing his glove. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, I didn't notice that actually. Yeah, he's no. in kind of this ice tomb with him and Nora, and he puts his hand on the glass. Um, and it's just you feel very isolated just looking at it. Yeah, and it's it's, like, it's a beautiful oh. shot. I mean, they yeah. they always do a great job with him. There's a couple of really gorgeous shots in this too, like the um, like right for like one of the commercial breaks when Freeze points his gun at Batman and Robin and fires, so like that spiral mm-hmm. heading towards the camera, and like yeah, yeah here too, this, this really touching moment um, of him reunited with her, but they're literally just adrift on an ice block out at sea. And we know that there's more to that story because that's what Sub Zero is all about, actually right. giving like a, a resolution sort of to that character. But this is a really good episode, actually. Like, I mean, this is, I think, is this the only villain that never had a bad episode? I mean, he only had two. Yeah, but I mean, like, like, Riddler only had three, but what is reality was pretty shit. How dare you? Yeah. Oh, come on. It is. Virtual reality is great, Chris. It's the future. Also, real quick, I just this doesn't matter to anyone else, but I just want to point out real quick. So this is to Cameron. This is the robot, and this—that's uh, not the robot I was talking about. Oh, okay. This okay. is robot, this is the robot I was talking about. Okay. Yeah, it looks like a butt plug, right? Okay, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the one that captured Freeze at the beginning. <laughs> oh right, I thought you were talking about and a they, different robot design. No, no, no. No, I'm talking about the real robot that's actually fighting. Oh, because you said then there's another robot design, so I thought you meant the the ones the prop heads. Are no, no, and then there's another like... robot. <laughs> I'm sure this is great for an, uh, for a visual medium. Don't care. There's the third robot that's working the 
kind of the mechanic oh. to the bottom that freeze just freezes. Oh, they're kind of C-3PO-esque or like, um, yeah. um, uh, what's the fucking robot from Metropolis called? C-3PO. Yeah, you're right. It's going to bother me. That's fine. Yeah. But I just had to prove my point real quick. That okay. The, yeah, we were talking about very different, talking about different there robots. There are three robots. There are three robots. And we one, both thought there were two. One of them looks like a butt plug with a propeller on it. The other one is much cooler. Says that's you. the one that I'm talking Says about. You. Uh, okay, well, that's why I was like silent for the last two minutes. I was bringing up those photos. Uh, you had to find the right butt plug to show I me. did. I had to be, it also, that was hard to find the image of that robot. I was like, Batman the Animated Series, Deep Freeze robot. I got all the cooler robots. Yeah. So, but uh, like, I, I, I'd have to say, I do like this episode. It has a, a really good emotional core to it, mm-hmm. as the other Freeze episode was. I think the plot itself is a little over the top for me. Like, I like where it starts, and I kind of like what they're setting up, and then it... it I think they picked a very generic plot we've seen oftentimes. Again, they're pulled from bad James Bond movies. That's actually not true. Spy Love Me is really good. Moonraker's terrible. But they, they pulled these weird plots, threw it in there, and it felt... It was a weird mishmash. Like, I don't know how else they could do this episode, mm-hmm. but it felt like they were trying to talk about a lot of stuff in a very short space. I think the closest thing I could compare it to is the Clock King episode. But okay, at least right. this is still villain-themed. Clock King, the problem with that one was any villain could have had that power. Yeah, I agree with you, yeah. Um, but at least this one was still freeze focused. And yeah. I feel like if I wasn't such a big Disney nerd, I wouldn't have connected to this episode as strongly. Everything about it. But you're is a still Disney nerd. I just a, like... just a little bit. Oh, okay. I've been to the park a, f- a few times. Yeah. Cause everything about it is kind of a step down from heart of ice. I would the agree. Animation yeah. quality isn't quite there. No, it's not. Uh, the storyline isn't quite there. It still has the emotional resonance. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's kind of all it has for it but i mean but for a follow-up to heart of ice which most people say is the best episode i don't know if i necessarily agree with that Mm -hmm. but i mean it's generally considered the best and pretty much everyone says one of the best like it's a pretty decent follow-up to that though yeah absolutely yeah we they really did a good job this last season here yeah because i I, we talked about this last week there was one bad terrible trio was like a a real stinker arguably one of the worst everything else has been been pretty solid and yeah and uh our next one back row returns also really good any other thoughts on this one before we move Uh, on there uh, I, I do want to bring up the because I brought this up at the very beginning mm-hmm. of how what famous person would you want to see in a superhero world, either being a hero or oh villain. like oh like who would I love to see like what real world figure would I love to see drop into yeah like the Batman world um I don't know why the first thought that came to my mind was JFK really the first my first thought was Steve Jobs. <laughs> That's way more interesting. I don't know why I thought JFK. <laughs> well, I mean, we do know JFK is a mutant, according to... Oh, that's true. Uh, according to... Uh, uh, not Dawn of Future's Past. Um, Days of Future's Days Past. Days of Future's Past. Yeah. I just saw Planet of the Apes, so I have wrong oh, words in my head. I did. I'll oh, talk did. about that later. Oh, I'll talk about the plugs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Our plugs um, are synced. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm leaving the podcast. This is why there's no this more episodes after no this. More. <laughs> We have too many creative differences, Chris. I know. You're just I'm so trying to make a family friendly podcast, goddammit. I'm just trying to make butt jokes. Uh. Do you just want to go you, you saw you saw Robin in that that big block of ice. Do you just want to go warm him up? No, not this time. I was thinking about this though. Who am I gonna be all thirsty for when we get to Superman? Because there's just there's not a Robin equivalent in that show. I don't know. Like Superman doesn't. You're, that you're that version have to suffer. That that animated version of Superman doesn't do it for me. So I don't know. Who. I mean, you're not going to have anyone for until New Batman. 
So Batman being um new Bat- oh that's right then then and you got Nightwing then Nightwing's back and Nightwing's better butt. Nightwing's better than Robin yeah uh and then well of course there's Terry once we get to yeah yeah but Good old Terry yeah who do you have for uh Justice League JL and JLU oh good question I don't know I haven't watched it in a long time to to continue from our Spider Man podcast <laughs> fuck Mary kill JLU members I. Let's see. I would... Mm, if you haven't listened to our Spider-Man podcast, a big majority of it, it is just, just playing Fuck, Mary Kill yeah. with Marvel characters. I would... Uh, I think I'd fuck Martian Manhunter because I think that'd just be very, very interesting. he can be whatever you want. But, I mean, and he can get in my head, too. I think it'd just be a very interesting experience. I always do things for the story. I would yeah. marry Wonder Woman. Okay. Cause she's just, How very straight of you. I know. She's fucking amazing, Wonder Woman. And I'd kill... Maybe Superman? Yeah, he that, dies that, ver- that version of Superman is kind of boring for me. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What, what about you, Cameron? Who would you fuck Mary Kill? Who would I fuck Mary Kill? Oh, man. How many <laughs> fantasies have I thought about this? We're uh, fucking Supergirl, for sure. No, no, it has to be the no the, the seven. Oh, the core. Oh, yeah, I didn't damn. expand it out to the JLU. I said JLU at the beginning. No, we're sticking with the original seven. If oh, it gets JLU, it gets too it. crazy. So, um, so yeah, the the original ones. All right, uh, we're gonna fuck Wonder Woman. We're gonna marry Stewart, John Stewart. Oh, that's a good call. John Stewart's amazing. Yeah, and um, then who gonna kill? Hot girl. Okay, I say we can't kill the Flash because see what happens. I would when never you, kill the Flash. When you kill the Flash, we see what happens. Flash is my league. best man. <laughs> We're making a full wedding party. <laughs> That's true. He can be all the groomsmen at once. He just yeah. like, zips back and forth real quick. Uh, no, I'll just have all of the different Flashes. Oh, that's true. Well, but in the je- uh, in this... I know, I know, I know. Yeah, in this but, uh, continuity, uh, it's, there's just... Is there one more? Is there two? I feel like there... I, feel like uh, we get, I don't think we see Alan do we, Scott. Do we get a Bart? Sorry, not Alan, Alan Scott. Scott is Sorry, that's Green Lantern. I was better to see the Green Ranger. The Green Lantern. We are <laughs> just completely off at this point. Um... I, yeah, I think we only get one in JLU. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get there eventually, and we'll figure it who's out. Our, who's our sponsor for this week? Our, our, our sponsor. <laughs> Trying to get this back on track. Our sponsor this week is uh, is Saint Anger, and uh, here's hmm. the promo for it. I'm Paul Lair, and I've got anger issues. Convenient fees on Live Nation. That pisses me off. People who drive slow in traffic. That pisses me off. Dropping things. That pisses me off. So what do I do to manage my anger? I have a podcast called Saint Anger, where I have a guest on every week. They tell me what makes them angry, and then it's like this little therapy session. It'll help you out. It sure as hell helps me out. So help me help you by subscribing to the Nerdist School Network. I told you I was going to play one of the ads for you. <laughs> no, I'm glad you did. That was that was very enlightening. Do you, do you have a little more information about Saint Anger? I actually haven't listened to it. Neither have I. So, but everyone should go listen to it. Yeah, we are we are horrible horrible people. And I There's a lot of podcasts it. in in the Nerdist Podcast Network now. That's true. Yeah. There's some new ones actually that I, I have to go check out. But mm-hmm. yeah, go listen to Saint Anger. Yeah, go listen to that. Yeah, but <laughs> it's it's kind of like our own version of Grind My Gears, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things I could go on there to talk about. I'm not going to elaborate on that. You don't comment. need to. No. no. I, just... I feel like I've, I've been doing very well containing my anger over the past few months. That's true, actually. Yeah. yeah. I haven't had many, many 
breakouts. Yeah, you keep it in line, you know? Yeah, just keeping it no, real deep down, no, right no, where it belongs. No no kickball fights at all. So, no you know? kickball fights. No, no dodgeball fights. No more holes in my desk or walls. I'm doing pretty good now. Well done. Uh, so, Batgirl. The, ve- the last episode. The last episode. I think they did a very good job with it. Yeah. It was not what I expected it to be. Uh, no, I, I wasn't because expecting this either. Because it's not a Batman episode. No, he, he get one brief appearance from Bruce, not even from Batman. Yeah, Bruce is in Paris for this episode. Yeah. Um, and it's fully focused on everyone else. Yeah, I, I really like the way it starts, too, because it, it opens and we see a, a jade cat statue getting stolen from the museum. So we automatically assume, oh, it must be Catwoman. Mm-hmm. And we go up onto the roof and Batman's there and then he gets attacked by the penguin and then by the Joker and then by Two-Face. And we start to realize pretty quickly this is probably some sort of dream sequence because those guys are never together. Except for that one episode where they were. Yeah. Two yeah. episodes where they were. Strange. The Doctor Strange. Oh, and I almost got them. Three episodes where they were. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, trial. Oh, that's right. Forget my point I just made. <laughs> but we, we see very... It's not the most obvious <laughs> team up. <laughs> we see... We see very quickly that it's, it's uh, Barbara having a, a fantasy in which she gets to rescue Batman and then get a little smooch from him, too. Yeah. Oh, but no. She gets blue-balled because yeah, she's she... woken up by Dick Grayson, of all people. I, I really love the way they did that, too. Like, as she's dreaming about Batman, all of a sudden, it's Dick's voice starts coming through, and she wakes up. Because I, I don't—I forget in, in Shadow of the Bat, do we see that they know each other? No. I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's only in this one they introduce that element. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we also don't know that they know who each other. I they obviously know Barbara and Dick, but they don't know They don't know that they're each their alter egos, yeah. So I just yeah. want to point out real quick that I, I have a note here that just says woken by Dick. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. This is a family friendly podcast, Chris. It is the furthest thing from. As we talk about this children's cartoon. Yeah. But what I like is that then they do a um, a kind of like secondary twist in that we see that the cat actually was stolen. That wasn't part of the dream sequence. That really happened. We learned that Batgirl is a psychic. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and we we she's also, actually Zatanna. She's a big twist. Yeah, no one saw that coming, except for her because she's a psychic. Yeah, but we do learn too that it wasn't Catwoman that stole it. Right, because both that's... Batgirl and Catwoman go back to try and figure out what's going on there. And and I love that idea. And I kind of wish it was played on more. We kind of got it teased with Two Face. But every villain has such a unique style of crime. Yeah. And they all steal very specific things that why aren't they all just setting each other up all the time? Is it like a, a villain's that's a really code? Good point. I didn't even think about that. But that, yeah, that's an element they finally addressed in this one. Yeah. Cause like anyone can do that circular cut. Yeah. The ee- yeah. And they can steal cat things. Cause again, like it's just because it's a cat statue, everyone expect, expects it's gotta it to be, be cat woman. Yeah. And even like when Robin shows up to investigate, he doesn't believe. Batgirl. Well, he doesn't listen to her. That's true. He doesn't. Yeah, because because he's a big, strong man. He doesn't need to listen to a woman. Yeah, uh, it's 90s. the early nineties. Nineties. At least this is poking fun at that rather than embracing it, which the show does sometimes. A little bit. Yeah. Um. But you know, Catwoman and Batgirl get a chance to kind of hit it off. They like they develop a respect for each other, mm-hmm. a camaraderie. Yes. And Catwoman wants Batgirl to team up with her. Yeah, to help. So yeah. they they go off to go. Uh, find some clues yeah do some detective work yeah so they go to the 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 bayshore pier real quick though so barbara as barbara finds a note at the 
university gym. I, yeah, I was going to bring this up, too. Yeah, from Catwoman, like, in the shape of a cat, being like, hey, winged mouse, like, meet me at the Bayshore Pier tonight. Does that mean that Catwoman knows who Barbara is? My theory on this was um, she... Catwoman has the basic deductive skills, like, oh, she's probably in college, and with her skills, she's definitely a gymnast. Yeah. And so she probably, her first thought is probably the university, because how else can she afford all the bat gadgets? Yeah. Uh, But I would assume she went to, like, every kind of gymnasium. And there's just a shitload of notes. Yeah. Which people like, there's just like a crowd of random people at the Bajor Pier later that night. <laughs> they get roped into the bar fight that happens. Yeah. It's all of those guys. That's all of their nicknames. It's a winged rat. Yeah. Because, yeah, they go to the, the stacked deck, which I think, I feel like that might be an actual, like, comic location. Because I think, you haven't played the Telltale game, right? We, nope. Because I just finished it. And oh, I nice. think the stack deck might actually be a bar that's a location in the game. I'm not hundred percent certain on that. I have to look it up, but it doesn't really matter. But, uh, there they come across the chemist. Yes. Who knows all kinds of things about acids because an acid was used to break into the museum and to break through the security system around the cat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I love it cause he, he mentions a few possibilities like, Oh, it's not access. It's not something else. But then he's like, and he realizes who it is, and he tries to escape. Yeah. That shit don't fly. Which is weird, because why is he trying to... Because Daggett's not there. Spoiler, it's Daggett. It's Daggett, I didn't yeah. need to, to ruin that surprise. Oh, I was really building towards it. <laughs> um, he doesn't have a motive for running. No, I mean, I guess if he just fears that Daggett will kill him, which... I guess so. <coughs> I'd say even more so than Thorn, Daggett is really trigger-happy. Yeah. And I, so yeah, we learn it's Daggett. Or before that, the chemist tries to escape. There's a bar fight that breaks out. And I love that it's just like a generic bar fight. And a lot of people there don't know what's going on. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the great mouse detective, how just like, like someone, one person throws a punch and everyone just gets in on it because they yeah. can. Yeah, because you see Batgirl and Catwoman kind of look at each other like, okay, cool. Let's, we got what we want. Let's, let's head out. Yeah. Uh, and you still see the fight happening going kind on of the in silhouette in the background. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, which is very fun because, like, yeah, they're just goons being goons, beating each other up. Yeah. Uh, so they learn the last chemical plant they were talking about is Daggett. Mm-hmm. Catwoman knows because the last... I, I like this nice little recap They right bring it back in, yeah. Of, like, because we haven't seen Daggett in a while uh, since the no, since I, last season. I feel like since Cat Scratch Fever, which is referenced here, I feel like that was the last time we saw him. Yeah. So... Uh, Barbara brings up because she is Gordon's daughter. She knows all the police cases. It's like, oh yeah, this is the place where the Clayface accident was. Remember that? Remember that thing? Remember that audience? Remember Clayface? Hey. Uh, and yeah, so then we yeah we remember all that stuff. Yes, it was Castrat Fever, which they bring up because yeah, Catwoman's like, oh yeah, I I remember Daggett. He tried to poison me and my cat. Yes. How dare he? So then they they go into the facility and they get captured. And I love it too because they're they're standing over they're on a, a gangway gangway yep. gang plank gang uh, a walkway a walkway a run no an elevated platform that thing yeah <laughs> they're on they're they're standing on a platform above the set that we've seen very often so many times yeah the very thing that made Two Face into Two Face that made the Joker into the Joker a giant tank open tank full of acid that was casually walking across and I love mm-hmm. it because. 
back. I was like, oh, what are you going to do? Like, hang us over a tank and, like, drop acid on the rope until it burns through? And Daggett's like, no, I'm going to shoot you and throw your bodies in there, and they're going to dissolve. Yeah. I love that. Which I, which I didn't really – I mean, I understand he would want to kill them. Yeah. But his whole thing was he was setting it up so Catwoman would take the blame. His whole – Oh. process was yeah he stole the true. jade because he didn't care about it he was going to sell it to start over yeah and he chose that specific statue because he knew everyone would point to catwoman, catwoman. before him yeah i mean i guess but then he's just gonna he's just gonna kill her well i guess he can't let her go his factory right, i guess he can't let her go at that point so yeah i guess he has to improvise but meh. yeah i just i just like that it wasn't some sort of like over the top nefarious you know right like easily escapable not a death, death trap, trap yeah that, yeah uh, so then they did this joke before Austin Powers did. I just realized because this came out a number of years before that. Yeah, well done, guys. You did it. Yep, you're you, ahead of the curve. You beat Mike Myers to the punch. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> but Robin comes in and saves them, and then Catwoman is about ready to let Daggett fall into the acid, but Batgirl saves him because you know what? Batgirl's a she's a, a stand up gal, she's a stand up lady. Yeah, she's gonna, uh, she's gonna take care of him. Yeah, so then Catwoman and Batgirl made a deal. Catwoman said, if I double-cross you, which is obviously what she was going to do, I'll turn myself in. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of a fun little twist at the end, where she does give herself up to the police. And then you see her in the cop car. They drive, like, 10 feet. Yep. And you see both police officers get thrown out of the car. She's <laughs> like, I said they'd take me in. I didn't say how far. Yeah, or for how long. Off. And yeah. whoop, off I go. Just yeah. drives off into the sunset. It's pretty fun. Like, I, I'm really glad that they brought Batgirl back. Yeah. And I'm glad that we get a lot more time with her in the new Batman Adventures and a little bit in Sub-Zero. But, mm-hmm. yeah, again, almost like Freeze. Like, I wish we had gotten more stuff with her. But at the same time, by only having a few episodes, they were all good, which I guess is a consolation prize. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I, I do have some questions for you. Do you? Not about this episode necessarily, but this is... Oh, our, good. Our last episode. I'm glad of, we didn't screen these ahead of time. Well, I don't, they're not, it'll work. It'll work. Okay. They're not the typical questions. Because we did a lot of this, like, before season one, too. That's like, true. I mean, I can already tell that your favorite villain is the Riddler, and your favorite episode would be, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Yep. So it's not worth rehashing these sort of things. So instead, I have slightly, a little more offbeat questions for you. So we know who your best villain is. Who do you think is the most underutilized villain? Um, I would still say Clock King. Oh, good call. Yeah. Because we did bring up his last episode was very bad. Yeah. But his first episode, like, he is the man who can outsmart Batman. He can outsmart Riddler. Yeah. He is the smartest person because he is the biggest planner. Mm -hmm. And I really think that, like, he should have been used so much more. You're right. Because we, we, he makes a brief appearance in like this, uh, Suicide Squad episode of JLU where he's in that role of like he's the planner and the thinker. But that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't really get a great episode that showed him out thinking everyone around him. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Good call. What would you say? I didn't actually bother to answer my own questions. Why I was, would you? I, I was going to try. This is my podcast. I was going to try and think of it on the spot, but that's a really good one. Um, I'm going to have to go with Clue the Werewolf from Moon of the Wolf. You Obviously. Know, we, we needed, or, or, or the, the terrible, terrible, trio. Or the terrible <laughs> trio. We needed more of them. We needed a fourth. Yeah, um, but I mean, in terms of real answers, maybe Bane. Yeah, yeah, he I, only I got think, one episode. Yeah, he only got one episode, or like, or even like a lockup. Like Bane's a more interesting character, so I would have liked to see more of him. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I feel like we could have gotten another Bane episode. That would have been pretty. I would good. have liked also. I 
think I would have liked one more Mad Hatter episode because they're just oh, fun yeah. and trippy. That's true. The Mad Hatter episodes they're, they're are usually the more unique episodes. Yeah. And we've talked about this before where we've always seen the potential for him to be one of the deadliest villains, but he, he never really gets that opportunity. Right. So, yeah, that would have been cool to see him do another one. Um, Hit okay. me with another one. Okay. Let's go. I'm All on right. a roll. Okay. So I'm not going to ask you what your favorite episode is because, again, we've already established that. But if someone had never seen the series before and you want to show them one episode that perfectly encapsulate why it's so good, what would that be? And I, I did come up... You ah! do have the book. I did come a little bit prepared here. I have this, this beautiful Art of the Animated Series book, which we've talked about before. And conveniently, if I can find the right page... There is a four-page layout. Oh, that's right. Of that all has of the all title the episodes. Cards. So uh, rather than making us try and remember them off the top of our heads, I'm going to unfurl this here so you can take a glance and look and see what your answer would be. But yes, what's if you're going to introduce someone to it in the same way like I get asked all the time, someone's never seen a James Bond movie, which one do you show them? Right. The question is, no, someone's never seen a Batman animated series. What's the one episode you show them to convey to them why it's such a great version? Oh man! I mean, it, I would either choose Heart of Ice, mm-hmm. or can I only do one part of a two-parter? I was wondering about that. Let's... I, I would, I would say definitely the Two Face episodes. Oh, okay, those are good calls. Um, yeah, I think you can do a two-parter. Yeah, you yeah, can do I, would, a two- I would say the two, the Two Face episodes are probably the best ones because that's where okay. we get the most of both Bruce and Bat. Yeah, and that's a good the point. city no, and the stories growing. Okay. What would you choose? You know, I, I was thinking about, actually, uh, If You're So Smart, Why Aren't You Rich? Because mm-hmm. that is a great episode. Um, I feel like I just use that answer so often. I know. I but, I mean, I think, I think to be fair, um, Riddler's Reform might be a good one, too. Because I was thinking about it. And I, I, for me personally, probably my favorite episodes <clears throat> are um, Robin's Reckoning, still. Like, mm-hmm. I love those. But that shows why Batman and Robin are a great pair together. Which some p- people may not have necessarily seen that if they've only been exposed to like the crappy movies or the the '60s show, but I think what makes this version so great is its treatment of the villain. So you can't really do the Robin episode because it's just Zuko. So you kind of have to do a good one. So I think I was thinking Heart of Ice. Um, I was actually also thinking of Harlequinade. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's one where um, like they recruit Harley to help track down the Joker. Because, like, the jokes in that are pretty solid. It's a good interplay between Harley and Joker. Like, she gets to show her own agency, and we get to see why the Joker is both a great villain but also really shitty to her. Mm-hmm. I, remember, I recall that one being really good off the top of my head, but it all kind of blends yeah. together at some point. I, my, my second choice would have been <clears throat> Almost Got Him, just because it's kind of three oh, episodes in yeah, one. Yeah, because that is a fun one. It's really clever how mm-hmm. that's done. Because yeah. oh, we always say, like, a villain makes the show, yeah. and you get to see three very distinct villains and their distinct styles yeah. of fighting Batman. Yeah. And then Crocs. And then Croc on the side. Yeah. Just throw rocks at him. Okay. And then you also get the overdramatic flair of Batman. Oh, he is a drama queen. Oh, um, got to respect him for it. Yeah. The, those would be my, my few answers. Okay. Good answers. The, the last one here, then counterpoint to that. If you had to submit one episode, how did this get made? Oh, what good. would you submit? Oh man. Um, I wouldn't want to do terrible trio. That, Honestly, I want to see them rip apart what is reality. Oh, okay. Or whatever, whatever it's called. Yeah, I'm right. Just because there's like enough good stuff in there to make the conversation interesting rather than being like, oh, this is all terrible. Yeah. Cause That's I, fair. I, yeah, because I mean, obviously we, could, we can trash on Werewolf. We can trash on Sewer uh, King. Yeah, the Underdwellers, yeah. the Forgotten. 
Terrible Trio, Moon of the Wolf. These are all pretty uh, much the most terrible. Yeah, I, I would say What is Reality would be what I would want them to to rip apart for me. Uh, okay, good. Good call. Hmm. I don't know what I'd do for that one, actually. I would probably pick one of those ones we just talked about. They're really terrible ones. Yeah, I'm going to go. Or Showdown, because I, I just want to see them be like, this is a Batman oh, episode, right? You know what? Why is it Jonah Hill? Showdown, Jonah Hex. Yeah. Oh, sh- I was thinking of Sideshow. Oh, yeah, that one, too. That would also be an interesting one. But that's actually a pretty decent episode, all things considered. Um, Seal Boy. What no, are you fuck doing, fuck Seal Boy? Prophecy of Doom. I don't even remember. That, that was the one with like the. Um, I, that's the. Like that's the where cult. they're on this. Oh, with, like, okay. The, they're yeah, at the, yeah. like, the Griffith Observatory, like the planets. Yeah, I remember around. the planetarium. Yeah, I think I'd probably pick that one. Okay. Yeah. Wow, I completely <laughs> forgot about that episode. There are a lot of forgettable episodes. It would be too long of a conversation to get into it, but I feel like at some point you and I should like put together that, like the, the master list mm-hmm. of like, here are the ones that you really absolutely have to watch. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's like an offline conversation to share at some point when the list is finalized, not to have live because it'll take fucking forever. Right. Yeah, because there there are there are a lot of stinkers in here, but obviously some some really great stuff. I mean, if this show weren't so great, it wouldn't have spawned all the follow ups, which we get to talk about as well. Yeah, so exciting. So, I hope you guys stick around for the rest of the series because we yeah. have so many more shows to talk about. I know. Do you do you have any questions you want to just come up with off the top of your head uh, that have to do with our wrap up of the? Because we actually I have we have more time than I expected us to. We do. Well, we yeah. still have enough bat plugs. Yeah, that won't take that long. Yeah. Um. No. I did have one one little comment for the for the deep freeze episode. Okay, really quick that I just remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, during that entire episode, for some reason, did you ever watch um, Doctor Horrible Sing Along? Is that a real question? It is a real question. Yes, of course I've watched Doctor Horrible Sing Along. Okay, I had my freeze ray God. playing in my head the entire oh, episode. Such call. a great song. Yeah, I actually haven't watched it in a few With years. My freeze ray, I will stop. The world. It's such a great. It's, are they going to do another one? It's been in the talks. It's supposed to be a trilogy. Okay. But Joss is just kind of busy with other projects. Yeah, that's true. He's off making Justice League and, yeah. and Batgirl. Every, every Comic Con, we wait for it. They always have <clears throat> a live sing along blog at Comic Con. Yeah, and usually he has a, 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 a appearance. He does a, a panel dedicated just to himself. I don't think he's doing it this year. Mm-mm. I think he's, Well, now he has his own convention. He does? He has Weedon Con. When's that? Where is um, that? Here. What? L.A. Where here? I mean, LA, L.A. Convention Center. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing posters for it last year at Meltdown. Does he actually come to it? Don't think so. Oh, that's... Well, that's <laughs> well, let's see the point then. Because I mean, his one-man, like... Um, I don't want to call it show, but his one-man panel is always really good. Mm-hmm. But nothing beats, though, John Barrowman's one-man panel. I don't... You've never gone? It. Mm-mm. Oh, he's amazing. But, you I mean, you've seen, like, videos with him doing interviews, right? I think so. Yeah, because, I mean, he is not the character that he plays on, like, Arrow, for example. He's closer to, like, Jack Harkness. Oh, but yeah, I, I miss... Okay, yeah, Barrowman. Okay, Bar- I, I didn't... Yeah, Bar- is it Barrowman or Barrowman? I think it's Barrowman. Either way, I just didn't hear okay, you. Okay, yeah, because he's understand what you said. so delightfully flamboyant yeah. uh, on his own panel. But, yeah. Uh, so plugs, then, I guess? I guess. Anything else? To talk? We're, this is a great final episode for us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, thank God it's not the final, final episode, although it very well may be after how well this goes. <clears throat> um, uh, no. Uh, okay, plugs. We, plugs. What are you watching, reading, listening to? You're going to start this one. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I did finish the Telltale game, Batman series. How it was is, it? It is excellent. It was excellent all the way through. It's I do, so good to hear. I do want to go back and replay it now and try some different options and see how it all comes together. Do you know how many different endings there are? I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell. You kind of get a sense towards the end of the game that... 
maybe some of the choices actually only end up having like kind of superficial impacts on the the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, like, or I should say that there are some very distinct story beats that I think have to happen regardless of what choices you make. Um, but I'd be very curious to see how things pan out differently, making some different choices. So I might okay. do that again. But that's not really a plug because I was a plug last week. I did go see uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, which I know ah. you also saw. Yeah, you, you can plug that. I have something else. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I, you know, I remember coming out of this, I felt the same way to coming out of the previous two as well, which like, this is really well made. It is really good. I was engaged through it all the way. Like, it is a, a great film. I will never watch it again. Nope. I don't ever feel compelled to revisit them because they are, you come out of it just kind of exhausted because they actually are like really emotionally yeah taxing. i i remember i texted someone right as i walked out and i'm like i didn't think i could relate so much with uh monkey moses yeah right but like i mean it's they're really you know really heavy films i mean this is the sort of thing that i get coming out of like an oscar Beatty sort of film but this won't get that kind of recognition it, mm-hmm. it exists in that weird space where it's a big budget summer blockbuster franchise that has none of the typical trappings that are associated with it right um it's such a forgotten trilogy yeah and it's they're all really good like they're, yeah. they can, they're consistently good all the way through like there's no one you can point to like oh this is a stinker like i, I think you can make an argument any one of them being the best of them and um no it's good and and watching it i felt like okay matt reeves he does a really good job with with this one and with dawn i would feel comfortable you know, putting Batman in his hands because he is doing our next Batman movie, and apparently they've jettisoned entirely the script. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I, after seeing this, I'm okay with because I am as well. He's so yeah. good at not having dialogue. Yeah, and I feel he's like that would be very powerful for Batman. Yeah, and you know, and he's talked about wanting to do kind of a more noir sort of feel to it. And I, I did hear a rumor from a friend of mine that it might be based off Court of Owls. I hadn't heard that rumor as well, but okay, that could be interesting. Have we did read. just have that animated film come out. Yeah, three I've or seen four that. Ago. I haven't seen. I haven't read the comics. I don't know. But no, I mean, I, I was. I came out of feeling okay, good. I, I feel comfortable putting Batman in this guy's hands. I think he'll do a, a good job. So, I don't really have any other plugs actually. It's been a, it's been a kind of low week. Yeah, it's been a very <clears throat> busy, hectic week for me. So I haven't yeah. been on top of my shit as much as before. I've been reading a lot of scripts instead. <laughs> so some of them are and you can't good. really plug those. I can't really plug those. No, I can't really talk about them. But some of them are actually kind of solid, which is good. That's good. So, but what have you been uh, watching, listening, reading to amongst your adventures at Disneyland? Um, so I got my Switch finally. Oh, you so did? I did. Oh wow! Yeah. How did you get one? Uh, Amazon. Okay, because I, I thought they were like impossible to get a hold of right now. Nope. Oh, well. <laughs> pretty easy actually. Oh well, never mind then. Um, yeah, so I got a switch because I was told beforehand that that's like the thing to have at conventions. Oh. Because I mean, luckily I didn't wait in that many lines because I was just with friends. Um, but when you're like sitting waiting, I'm definitely gonna bring it to Comic Con because mm-hmm. when you're waiting in line, you can just be like, talk to the three people around you, like, hey, do you want to play Mario Kart? Yeah. And no one's gonna turn down Mario Kart. I might. <clears throat> well, you're a soulless person. That's true. I actually am not a big fan of Mario Kart. How dare you? That's yeah. such a great game, though. I, I've never been a big fan of Mario Kart or of Don't say Smash Super Brothers. Smash Brothers. God in, damn it, Chris. In particular, I've never really liked Smash Bros. I will just play as Fox. And I'll Stop kinda, talking. I'll kind of half-ass it. I can, I can kind of do Mario Kart. It's fun for me a little bit. DUI Mario Kart especially is pretty damn great. Melee, uh, Smash Bros. Melee is like my quintessential game. No, I know. I, I've put more hours into that game. That and Double Dash are 
Mario Kart Double Dash. Okay. Both of them are on the GameCube. Dude, I mean, I, I get why people love it. Like in high school, my friends loved it. We'd always go to my friend Austin's place and like they'd play Mario, like, or not Mario Kart, but they'd play Smash Bros. for hours. And I just never gave a shit. We had tournaments set up in my yeah, high school. I know. I, I know. See, for me, when we were doing like those big, like, not say tournament stuff, like Halo was a big one. We would okay, like, get yeah, groups yeah, together yeah. and play Halo. Mm-hmm. But no, I never really liked uh, uh, Well, I, I, spent, I spent most of the con playing Zelda. Okay. Um, How is it? It's beautiful. It's so good. It's 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 very strange for me to not be playing right now. Oh, I'm so sorry. I pulled you away from that. I've actually never played a Zelda game in my entire life. God damn it, Chris! You are not a Nintendo fanboy. I'm I'm really not though. Like I I had a Wii. I never got a Wii U. I'm, I'm probably not going to get a Switch. Um, no, they're just they're never my my thing. I had an N64 obviously back in the day because everyone did. Yeah, and I really liked um, Mario 64, but no, I never really. No, it was never my thing. Oh, I've been. I've been milking that Nintendo teat for basically my entire life. Yep. Don't yeah. know why I did that. Because that, that's the sound Nintendo makes. <laughs> uh, but I played Zelda. I've been playing Zelda for a little bit. Um, after D23, I realized how many Disney movies I hadn't seen in such a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm rewatching Atlantis right now. Okay. Uh, which is good. It, it's There's something about the animation quality that isn't as good as the other ones i don't know if they're if they're trying something new yeah but i know in like uh in 1961 when 101 dalmatians came out Mm -hmm. they tried a very sketchy quality which kind of left like a a ghost after image yeah which which, is very interesting i think aesthetically works that movie though it works with the kind of charm of it yeah and it also too because like the opening is them actually literally sketching it so you kind of like segue into it a little bit yeah but for this one it has kind of a sketchy quality to it, but it's also very rigid. Hmm. And there's one, um, um, I don't remember the, the doctor's name, but the big black guy. Oh, yeah. Like I've only seen it once or sweet. Like the last he has, couple he years, has a weird name. So, yeah. Um, but the way they animated him just feels so bizarre for some reason. Well, I mean, this, I mean, could you apply that, um, that Death of 2D animation video that you Plug. a little bit yeah because i watched that it's really interesting isn't it yeah um i feel like that might have applied here a little bit like maybe they're trying to go like a lower budget on it maybe because this was also you know post renaissance yeah um so what 98 2001 well never mind then um yeah because it's because it feels 98 it'd be before the rugrats movie oh that's fine oh yeah that's true i don't know um, i've never seen the rugrats movie so i mean you're not I, so I, much i, I have not gonna i haven't seen uh the recess movie either or, or the Harold movie. That one's fine. The Harold movie was the first movie. I still think, yeah, it's the only movie I've seen where I had the entire theater to myself. Wow. Yeah. I dragged my mom to that, and I still apologize to this day. Oh, my God. Wow, you, you came out of a movie not liking it? Oh, I loved it. Oh, of course. But she just wanted to leave as fast as possible. She, she consistently tries to guilt trip me and be like, you dragged me to the Pokemon movie. I'm like, no, mom. I gave you the opportunity to watch oh the Pokemon god. movie. Oh my god! The first one is great. The second one, great. After that, they're okay. You know me. I'm not a Pokemon guy. I've never seen any of them. I know you're not a Nintendo fanboy. No, this isn't even bad plug anymore. This is me just shitting all your loves. That's fine. That's <laughs> what a better way to end the podcast than you just <laughs> shitting on everything that I care about. We're gonna leave everyone in suspense. Are we actually coming back at this point? <laughs> Have we damaged this friendship beyond repair? Do we actually talk offline? Never. No. 
No, we say we see these movies together, but we've never put it on Instagram that we go there. Pixar no. didn't happen, right? No, we, we go together, but we sit on the opposite side of the theater. That's true, yeah. You insist I buy a ticket for you on the far side. Yes. I like sitting in the front. Chris likes sitting in the back. Mm-hmm. We're just two different people. Yeah. It's like the odd couple. Yep. Yeah. I'm... Mm, who's the Felix? I don't know. This doesn't matter. You've probably never seen The Odd Couple. Never seen The Odd Couple. Yeah. We should probably just wrap this up at this <laughs> point. <laughs> no. Let's keep going. Okay. So your plugs are... Uh, I guess Breath it, of the Wind? Breath of the Wind. Wild. That one? Yeah. I always said Breath of the Wind and people got mad at me. Breath okay. of the Wild. How dare you? And Atlantis, I guess. Okay. And really? I think I'm going to go back and, and kind of start at the beginning. Um, of... Of Atlantis? Of Disney animated features. Oh, okay. Do you know how many Disney animated features there are? I don't. There are 56, Chris. <gasps> yeah. Isn't that fascinating? So fascinating. Does, that, name does that include Song of the South? Nope. Okay. Uh, they have to be produced by Walt Disney Animation Studios. Oh, okay. We, we, I'm, I'm not going to ask these questions. Okay. So <laughs> okay, fine. When... Don't go to the full history. Just answer this one question. When did it officially become Walt Disney Animation Studios? Uh, in 1923. Okay. Okay. But then when Song of the South is partly animated, would that yeah, not be Yeah, but then included? they had a live action studio by then. Oh, okay. So that was considered a live action movie. Yeah, because then it was, oh, it was Walt it's, Disney it's, Animation Studios and then Walt Disney Pictures. Okay. So kind of like Mary Poppins, which is just mostly live action with animated stuff in it. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's the weird ones in the 40s that no one remembers or even talks about. Okay. So yeah, that I'm not no, going yeah. okay, to do it. Nope. Not going to do it. Nope. You I'm going to hold back. Nope. You answered my question. That's it. Okay. <laughs> uh, that is it for this episode. It is it for Batman the Animated Series. We will, I'm sure, keep talking about it at various points. I still haven't finished this Art of the Batman book, so I should do that and talk about it some. Well, it looked like there was some art for new Batman adventures in there. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we will be coming back to Batman. Uh, I think our next... Normal episode will be Sub Zero, yes. but I think we're going to bring a Comic Con episode in between. Yeah, we, next we week don't we're have time to do a normal. We're going to be live from Comic Con, folks. Except for the fact that we won't be live. Live recording <laughs> from Comic Con that you won't hear live, nor will there be a live. It'll be live for, for us. There <laughs> Which might is be so different than every other episode. But we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll have to do like a Comic Con. We should get a studio audience. Yeah, we'll make Shane sit here and be bored off his fucking mind. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, we'll, we'll do a Comic-Con episode, uh, and then we'll be coming back in two weeks with Sub-Zero, and then after that, Superman. Yeah. Which is very exciting. So which uh, I have never seen. You've never seen... Never seen the Superman series. Anything from it ever? Nope. Oh, that's fascinating. I know. Oh, well, wow. This would be really exciting. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, if coming you want to... fresh. If you want to write to us and uh, criticize Cameron for never having watched Superman, you can, <laughs> and we're, we're at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook. <laughs> And Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you want to braid him personally, he's at Cameron.Dexter. I'm doing all this, apparently. No, that's fine. You yeah. go for it. You're but nailing if, it. But if they want to praise me and my amazing ability to host a podcast, Cameron, where they, can they find me? It doesn't matter. <laughs> at Lordifer. Yep. On Twitter and Instagram. Yep. And that's it. And that's it. Uh, yep. Wow, this was a shit show for an ending. <laughs> Are we coming back? Maybe That's we'll, your guess. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't at this point. If we get 5,000 <laughs> likes on this video. We'll just end it on a real shit note, <laughs> which is always going to be the case. Yep, that's every episode for but us. But anyways, thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. And goodbye. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit Nerdistschool.com.